0: You're trying so hard to raise your child well. Uh, To the outside world, you look like a terrific mom or a dad, but then your son or daughter does something that completely catches you off guard. Like there was a time I found out that my teenager had actually taken a little ride to the police department in the back of a car for some choices that he had made. And that just kind of makes you pause and say, wait, what's happening? You might have been there before. I'm John Fuller, along with my friend and Focus colleague, Dr. Danny Huerta, and we're going to hear from author and mom, Crystal Payne. Now, she's been very popular in the social media circles, uh, encouraging parents, and of late, she's been talking very candidly about letting go of perfectionism as a mom. Here now
1: is Jim Daly to set up the conversation. Crystal, welcome back to Focus on the Family.
2: I'm so excited to be back here.
1: I love this topic. I hope you heard that in the opening. I mean, I, I've been waiting to talk to somebody, especially a mom, about this because it, it just seems to be at the core of so many issues in Christian families, particularly because we have this drive toward living life as perfectly as we can. And then we lay it on our kids to, to do that as well. And they've got growing pains to go through, right?
2: Mm, yes.
1: <laughs> and it's hard. Uh, describe your family. Let's start there. Uh, before turning uh, toward a love-based parenting style, what did your family look like?
2: I feel like it all started with me that I had so much stress. I constantly felt like I wasn't doing enough. I was constantly going to bed psychoanalyzing and second-guessing myself. Oh, I should have done that. Why did I do that? Why did I respond like that? And I felt this weight on me of that it was never enough and that everyone else was doing it so much better than me and I was just constantly failing my kids. And it was also that weight of my reputation. I cared so much what other people thought of me as a parent. And it just was constant exhaustion and stress.
1: There was a moment where this kind of became uh, the moment of awareness. Mm -hmm. I think you were dropping one of your children off at school Mm -hmm. and something went down that got your attention. What happened?
2: Yes. So it was about four years ago and our kids were going to this little Christian school and my husband was dropping the three of them off. And the principal met him and said, I need to meet with you and your wife and one of a specific child after school. And he came home and he told me this and he's like, this is not good. Like We just both felt like we don't know what this is about, but something really bad is about to go down. And we were just kind of trying to think through everything that had happened the last week, and we couldn't come up with, what could this be?
1: And what happened? So we (laughs) go go into the the principal's
2: office, and the principal tells us that our child had done something that had broken the school's code of conduct and was very serious, and that swift action needed to be taken. And we were just really blindsided by the whole thing because it had just happened the day before, We thought everything was fine. Like we had never, the day before it was just a normal day. And our child had really hidden this from us and then wasn't even willing to, in the principal's office, admit that they had done that. And it took a long time for our child to actually say, no, I did I did that. And so then we spent the next few weeks really meeting with families and unpacking and trying to figure out, you know, what is going on? How did we miss this? And finding out that there was so much more than just this one incident. And that's really hard as a parent to feel like you've completely missed something that your child was really struggling with and had been struggling with for months. In fact, we found out that a lot of the other parents had been talking. A lot of them had gone to the principal um, and that they had even labeled our child a bully. And we were clueless. Yeah. You know, and it, it,
1: I get that because you see one side of your child at home and you don't totally dial in and you're just moving along blindly. Mm-hmm. So I, I think a lot of parents could relate to that situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you get that phone call from a friend saying, hey, you know, my son told me that your son or what have you. And then you got to deal with that, mm-hmm. right? So you ended up, you did get into some uh, therapy for this child. Uh, the therapist had some interesting uh, challenges for you, but for yes. you, not necessarily for your child. What was that about?
2: Yes. So it really spiraled out. Our child, this kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back because then everything kind of came to the surface and they became extremely vitriolic and then their, their anxiety was through the roof and then it was depression and then it turned into suicidal um, things that they were saying. We ended up in the ER and it was a really scary time as a parent and we were finally able to get our child into therapy and I remember just sitting across from the therapist at that initial meeting. Our child wasn't there and just saying, if there is anything you can come up with that I can change or do, would you please let me know? Because I'm just at a loss. And a few weeks later, after therapy with our child, the therapist called me back in after she dismissed our child. And she said, I think you're trying so hard to fix your child. What would it look like to just walk with them instead?
1: Huh. That had to be a bit of a shock, right?
2: Well, I, I started paying attention because at first I was like, fix them? Like I, I feel like I'm trying to walk with them. But then I paid attention to my responses. And when something was going wrong, when a child was acting out, when they were arguing or fighting or they'd done something, I would instantly just swoop in and try to fix it. Like I needed to get into sermon mode. We needed to take care of this. We needed to address this. And so much of my time was spent correcting the kids and very little time was spent actually connecting with them.
0: Danny, I really love the authenticity uh, in Crystal's story and just in hearing her. There are a lot of folks listening, moms and dads, they're right where she was, you know, perfectionism, that's the measure. Hmm. What does that, ideally, what does that parent do um, when a child messes up?
3: Well, the goal of parenting is to draw out. That's what parenting means. You're drawing something out of your children. And so there's a lot of imperfection in that and a lot of learning, that takes place along the way. You're not given a manual. Uh, when the child's born, we're, okay, you need to do this, this, and that, and then you get this amazing child. Uh, in the moments of imperfection, and we've talked about this, that's when your love gets the biggest test, and that's when your child may grow the most. And uh, so those are invitations, those moments of mess-ups are invitations for you to taste from the deep well of humility, <laughs> right? Yes. And to, to realize that you are there to influence. You're not the story for your child. You're part of a story. And in that, you get to influence, not control. your Because yeah, you can't
0: control, right? You can't.
3: And you can't control the end result, which yeah. can drive some perfectionists absolutely crazy. And it's good to, to bring your best game forward as a parent. And that may sometimes mean that your child messes up, and that's when your game is tested, right? That's when you actually get to bring parenting and to draw out other pieces of who your child is and help them learn how to navigate failure, how to navigate moments of uh, disappointing others and, Mm -hmm. and how to be uh, okay feeling loved when you disappoint others. Because the last thing we want to do is create anxious perfectionists ourselves in, in our kids. So take some time to watch how your child is being shaped and how you can step in to that rather than how can I look perfect as a parent there's a different road between yeah, those two. Yeah,
0: and and don't measure your parenting by your child's choices. No. You're there, especially at those times when they need to be picked up, kind of dusted off and hugged on. Uh, or maybe you hug on them first, and then you dust them off. Listen, if, uh, conversations like this can be difficult. Um, if you're in a tough spot, please get in touch with us here at Focus on the Family. We have a team of caring Christian counselors. They'd love to pray with you. Uh, they can even provide... A free phone consultation and some direction as to resources, uh, even local counselors. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family 800 232 6459. And then uh, for kind of day to day parenting and letting go of the perfect, uh, Crystal's book is filled with excellent advice and stories. It's called Love Centered Parenting and we'll send a copy to you when you make a generous donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. You can see the show notes to find the link and more details. Next time we'll hear from Rhonda Stoppy, She'll be talking about how she really benefited from the insights of an older parent who came alongside her. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team here, thanks for tuning in for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.